Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. Website is bsinthemorning.show. Shelly, 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 where do we start today? I don't know, Brad. Where do you want to start today? <laughs> oh, man. How was your day yesterday? Oh, it was crazy. All the crazy stuff that happened yesterday with, uh, you know, all the, the, and, and, and you're going to cancellations, you're going to yell at me, but you know, once again, I think this is much ado about nothing, but you know, what do I know? They canceled the Cattleville parade. Oh, they were going to look, they're going to cancel everything. You, You saw that they've, they've suspended the NBA season. Uh, the I thought that they were going to play just not with spectators. Nope, that's the uh, college. That's the NCAA. Uh, this is okay. the you know the NBA, the pros. You know LeBron James and the Lakers and all those other teams. We don't have right. a team, but uh, the team's close to us. Uh, they've suspended the season. The NCAA playoffs will continue, but or actually they haven't even started. I think they officially start the seventeenth, if I'm not mistaken, and they will be played with no one in the stands except for um, uh, essential team members and family. Now, think about that for a minute, okay? If they're going to say, uh, the only people that can come to the games are going to be family members, everybody's going to say, hey, you know, Joe Smith, the center, uh, I'm his 14th cousin. You know what I'm saying? Twice removed, <laughs> right. yeah. Right, everybody's going to be going like, oh, yeah, I'm related to him. He's family, you know? So, oh man, and then uh, no uh, no uh, trips to Europe. Although now there's controversy on that because uh, they've excluded uh, the countries that aren't in the European Union, which I guess is I don't know. I think is is Britain is officially still in. I think they're supposed to be out at the end of this month. So, man, what a crazy deal! And I still say, I still say, it's much ado. I won't say about nothing, but it's to the point where it's like you know what? It's sort of overkill. You know. Just my opinion. I, I completely agree. You do? Yes. Well, you haven't lately, you know, because I've been making fun of the whole goofy thing about you can't do this and you can't do that. And uh, I, I just think it's it's to the point where if you, you know, they keep saying it's a pandemic and I'm going like, OK, it's not a pandemic. Well, they've declared it a pandemic. The World Health it's Organization. The flu. Well, th- that's what I say. It's a different strain of the flu. Uh, you know, there's always these crazy you know strains of the flu that, you know, that unfortunately and, and you know what? I get it. You know, I mean, it, it, you never want to be part of a statistic. You never want to be, well, there's only 10 people that died last night in, you know, or died in traffic accidents yesterday in Missouri. You don't want to be one of those 10 or you don't want to have one of your family members or somebody that you work with as part of that 10. But that's once again, it's 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 just a crazy, weird statistical t- calculation. And, you know, I mean, you showed me that website Yesterday, the guy who owns the radio station in Santa Clarita, who's been in, uh, he was on one of the cruise ships, and he's been in the uh, um, the uh, uh, quarantine in Nebraska for what thirty four days now. It's and, been a while, yeah. And he keeps coming back. What they, what is the? He, he had a little the, the story about how every day the doctor comes in and gives him a, a post it note, a post it sticky note with his name on it, and it's got his op which is, or NP, which is nasal passage, and is OP, which is, I guess, I don't know, what does OP stand for? Uh, occipital passage or something like that. So essentially, they, they test his nose, they test his throat, and he's uh, positive in his nose, but he's negative in his throat, so therefore he has to stay. 
and he's been there for 33 days, you know, and I don't know. I mean, to a certain extent, people are going like, well, well, look, at you let that guy out in the public and and he's gone. So you and I went to another event last night. We went yes, to we the did. Greater St. Charles. What was that? Uh, some kind of a beer and wine Business deal after or hours. Like. It's called Biz and the Biz Brew. Yeah. That, yeah. The Biz Brew or something like that. And there were lots yeah. of people there, people shaking hands, people eating food, you know. But they weren't hugging as per... Um, you know, when people are huggers, people are huggers. And if you don't get to have that hug, you kind of feel like the uh, the whole thing, event isn't complete. So you're telling me you didn't do any hugging last night? Is that what you're telling me? Now the, I, now I the actually, truth comes out? I'm sorry? They said now the truth comes out? I didn't do any hugging last night. No hugging? Nope. Okay. Well, you know what? I've got... To make matters more complicated, I'm going to look at my log here. Hold on a minute. Let me look at something. I'm sorry. You were mumbling. What would you say? I said, let me look at my log a minute. I've got a screwed up log here. This is not right. There's something. Okay. Well. Um, oh, I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll fix it right here. Hold on. I'll hit this magical button right there. And then I'll do this. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, we're back in business now. Okay. I thought, oh, my God, here we go again. My log's messed up. But it just it just didn't sync properly. But now it's synced, and people Is are going like... Is it synced, like, and are you good now? I'm synced, but I'm never good. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Just varying degrees and, of good. <laughs> well, and, and here, let's talk about the situation with, with the parades. The parades are all canceled. The Cottleville and all the St. Louis... Uh, 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 you know, Irish parades, parade, you know, the St. Patrick's Day parades, the yep. one of the NCAA final cities, not well, not the final cities, but one of the cities where when they go through the, you know, the 64 or whatever it is, uh, the March Madness thing was St. Louis. So that means that all these people who are going to travel into St. Louis, who are going to stay in hotels and go downtown and eat food at our restaurants and go to the hill and eat, uh, you know, all sorts of Italian food, not coming, you know, and it's like, OK. That's great. And here's the problem that worries me. Not the fact that it's probably going to kill us with our business of selling advertising, but the fact is now you have so many businesses who are going to go into their shell and they're going to go, oh, things are bad. I've got to cut everything. I've got to stop doing my advertising and I've stopped doing this and stop doing that. And I got to figure out how we can use a one bar of soap in the restroom for an entire month. And I got to figure out how I can dial back my thermostat so, you know, I won't use as much electricity. And what they should be thinking about is. And they're thinking, and I have to uh, get more toilet paper. I still, Which I don't understand what that's all about. Well, the smartest woman in the world sent me the stuff on that yesterday, and her her read on it was she. I read the you know, couple articles she sent and talked about that most of the toilet paper is made. Guess where? China, and that's where you know because you know what that's the thing that really bothers me. So why are they having like everybody buying up? What are they going to put it on eBay? Well, it's sort of like, and I'll give the example. It's 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 maybe. A good example or a bad example. It was like after Obama got elected president, you couldn't find certain calibers of ammunition for like eight years. If you tried to find 22 long rifle, and I know people aren't in guns, don't know anything about that, but 22 long rifle is like what they call like a, a plinking round. It's a small round. It's usually used. It's not 
typically used for self-defense. Or it's mostly target practice, mostly, you know, going, taking your kids with your little 22 that your grandfather gave you and putting some tin cans on a, you know, on a, on a, on a uh, you know, log somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and shooting the tin cans off a log. I mean, that's what 22 long rifle. And it's cheap. Used to be able to buy like a big box of it, you know, like 500 rounds for, you know, sometimes you get it for 15, 18 bucks. Then Obama gets elected and everybody's, oh my God, he's going to take away the guns. He's going to take away the ammunition. And you couldn't find 22 long rifle. There were stories. I had a friend of mine that worked at Walmart and he told me the story that there were people that camped out literally in the Walmart because they knew what time the trucks arrived that had the ammunition on it. And as the guy was bringing the cart from the back of the store, you know, up to put it on the shelves in the uh, hunting department, they were literally taking the boxes off the cart and checking out with it. And then they were going to, uh, they were doing like the, um, um, you know, what do you call it? The, um, you know what I'm talking about? Flea markets. These guys would go to the flea markets and they would sell the ammo. They would buy it for like, you know, and it was expensive. They'd buy it for like, you know, $30, $40 a box and they'd sell it for And eight, sell it for 50 Oh, sell it for 50 60 70 80 90 $100 a box because of the fact And you that, think that's the correlation between... Well, it's like the milk and bread. The gun, the... It, no, the it's, it's the milk and ammunition bread. Ammunition and the, toilet paper? It's the milk and bread thing. People go, oh my God, hey, we got to get, you know, and it's like, why is it that whenever we have the situation that like, oh, we might have three inches of snow and here it is, it's still officially winter, we might still have some more snow. People are going like, oh, I got to go to Schnooks. You go to Schnooks, you know, like like the the day before supposed storms, you can't get on the parking lot at Schnooks because everybody's in there buying stuff and, and, and mainly they're buying, you know, the, you know, the running joke, milk and bread, milk and bread. It's all gone. You know, it's like, okay, so you couldn't survive. And toilet paper. Well, no, no, no. But not up until this point, the toilet paper is, you know, it's just like you can't buy, you can't find the hand sanitizer stuff. You know, I use the um, the little, uh, you know, you've seen, I keep them in my car and I keep them in my truck far, like if I have, you know, something goes Yeah, those wrong. little wipes. Yeah, handy wipe kind of things, you know, the little baby wipe things. I keep a pack of those in my car just for the fact that, like, if I have to change a tire or something like that, you know, I can clean my hands, you know, or if I have to check, you know, put a quart of oil in my car or do whatever, you know, I got, you know, I mean, those things are to the point where you can't find them. They're all gone, especially the sanitizing ones. Sanitizing ones, forget it. You can't find those. They're never, they're nowhere, you know. But anyway, uh, we'll talk about that. And, you know, I, I guess the thing that, that, that bothers me about this is that, you know, what's this going to do to the election? Now, there are some people that are saying that the Democrats are behind all this because of the fact that they're saying, oh, look at Trump. Trump's, Trump brought coronavirus here. He went over to Europe and, and he, he, he kissed a lot of women over there that had coronavirus. And he came back here and, and he kissed everybody. You know what I'm saying? I doubt that that's what's happening. But there are people that I'm being a little bit over the top, but there are people that are saying that it's him. You? Over the top? Never! Yes, you got that straight. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, I got the computer system working right, I believe. 619, everyone. Well, unfortunately, we're not going to play that one right now uh, because of the fact that Shelly made a mistake on the computer, and I'm going to have to stop her. Thank you for covering up my er the errors of my ways. (laughs) It is BS in the morning. I am Brad. She is Shelly. Did I get that right? That's close enough. Oh, boy. Boy, yesterday was a beautiful day, a little bit on the cold side. Sun was out, a nice sunset last night. Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. Know, yeah, it's it's always great when you can enjoy a sunset standing on the uh, tarmac of uh, an airport, right? 
It really is. That, that there, there's actually a very true statement. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. So Shelly can't wait till I talk about that, right? I can't. <laughs> and I've got to hold on a minute. I've got to, I still have issues here. Where am I? Hold on. The computer is not being cooperative again. I thought you got it fixed. Yeah, but it just messed up. Okay. Well, um, so yeah, last night we went to a business after hours. And, and I think it's called Biz and Brews. And think about that for a minute. The Greater St. Charles uh, Chamber, Chamber of, Commerce. of Commerce. Think about that for a minute. Here we were there, and we were in close proximity to these, all these other people. And yes. nobody said anything. And, and now, now, what do you think is going to happen with that? What do you think is going to happen with, like, you know, already uh, uh, the situation with the sporting events and things like that? And you know what? I, I have to tell you, I think that, that you know, a matter of fact, uh, when I was up earlier this morning, I was listening to Y98, and they're talking about, ah, we got this big event, you know, opening day, and they're having some pancake breakfast that you can, you know, buy, and you can come down and sit with the DJs and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't mean to be a skeptic, but I don't think there is going to be an opening day. You don't think so? No, I think they're going to. I think they're going to put the whole Major League Baseball thing on hold. That could probably happen. You know, the and, sad, sadness of yeah, it all. I think they're just going to put the whole thing on hold. And once again, it's this crazy, weird stuff that. See, this was the thing. You and I know you're going to. Your eyes going to roll in the back of your head, but this is what I was always bothered me about nine eleven. Okay. After, after, you know, and we got attacked first, you know, with the planes, and then Britain yes. got attacked with yes. the bombers who got on the double-decker buses and got on the tube, the, uh, you know, their uh, subway system, and uh, did horrendous damage, killed many, many, many people, injured, you know, scores more. And the next day, the Brits were back at work. The next day, they were back on the double-decker buses, they were back in the subways, and they were just moving along with their daily lives. Yes, were some of the subways shut down? Yes, they were. You know, were some of the double-decker buses out of service? Yes, they were. But yet, they just decided, hey, you know what? We just keep moving forward. Us, you know, we ground all the airplanes, and everything comes to a halt, and, you know, and nobody goes to work for like a week, and, you know, and things just like, and it's like, okay, you know, you dust yourself up. You, you know, you get punched in the nose, you get off the ground, you dust yourself up and you uh, off and you move on. You know, that's what sort of bothers me about the whole situation. And and it's to the point where I'm, I'm looking at my Twitter feed last night and there's all these sports geeks on there. Oh, my God, the March Madness is not going to be the same without crowds. And now there's no NBA. And pretty soon, Major League Baseball is probably going to. What are we going to do? You know, I replied to one guy, I go like I said one word live <laughs> you know to the point where it's like okay so sports like like that's going to kill you you know you won't be able to uh, it's like uh, it's like you know you it's like uh, somebody's going to drain the blood out of your body because you don't have sports and you're just going to fall over and die or somebody's going to you can't breathe anymore the air disappears because you can't watch sports on tv and i have a theory on this i have a theory that this is exactly what all the sports leagues want why do you think that? They don't care about fans in the stands. They make their money off of television rights. That's where they're making their money. 
You know, they're you know the 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 money they make. So what does that have to do with anything? Because that way they won't have to have the the you know they can just you know run the games and not have anybody in the stands. You know, hey, we don't have to have you know because because you know already they're talking about like oh look at some of the fans. The fans are getting out of control. You know, they're they're you know they're doing things in the stands. They're throwing stuff at the players. You know, they're you know that kind of stuff. You know, to the point where you know how much easier would it be to run you know end the NBA league if you didn't have to worry about fans? You know, hey, you just show up you get the guys on the court they play the game you know you get the tv you get the check from from you know espn whoever's you know buying the rights you know hey you just move on you know who cares about the stands you know they spill stuff on the floor you know and not only that they don't have to pay the rent for the arena or maybe they do if they have to you know but think about that think about that if, if all of a sudden you know we had the deal with with the rams you know we they, you know they left town because we didn't build them a new stadium let's say the football you know the the nfl decides hey we're not gonna have any fans in the stands okay they could play on a, they could play on a high school field, and you know because of the fact, who cares? As long as the cameras are there, you know, cameras are there. They don't care. Fans, who cares? Who needs them? You got the cameras. We're going to broadcast the live. We don't need the fans. We can put in sound effects, and you know, we can you know CGI uh, you know crowds or whatever. You know, who needs them, right? Yes. You agree? It's with actually that? true. They could green screen the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have a, you know, you know. And then they could put – this is really true. They could sit there and, like, put a green screen and wrap it on the inside of the field, you know, around the outside of the field, you know, on the in, the front. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, and they could green – yes, you right, know. Right, right, right. Well, next break – I mean, either next well, break or break after, we'll talk about my 9-11 experience with the lady from Carnival Cruise Lines. And uh, I think if, I don't know if she still works for them. I see if I can find her number and see if I can still find um, her. her if, I got a feeling she's probably retired by now. That's been, geez, what, 19 years coming up in 19 years now. Um, and uh, the interesting thing she told me what happened with Carnival Cruise Lines after 9-11. Anyway, it's 629. Westplex 107.1. I think that is such a much better version of that with both uh, um Sean Mendez, or I think who is that? Sean Mendez and T Swift. Don't you think, Shelley? I think that that's a lovely rendition of it. Everything's lovely. To I do. It just makes me feel good. It's BS in the morning, six forty. Uh, it is a going to be a well. You know what? I won't tell you. We'll let the meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki, and she's coming up in just a minute. Okay, quick story. Back in uh, 2001, not too long after uh, September 11th, uh, probably late September, early October, I got contacted by a lady who was one of the local executives for Carnival Cruise Lines. She was like a vice president. When was this? uh, This was probably about two or three weeks after the 9-11 attack. So it would have been like maybe, maybe end of September, beginning of October. And she contacted me and wanted to have lunch with me. She took me to Annie Guns in Chesterfield, and that ain't cheap. And uh, specifically to talk to me about running a promotion for Carnival Cruise Lines. And she told me the story that the day after 9-11, they had a conference call with their CEO. I think at the time it was like a father-son operation that ran Carnival. But, you know, this is when, you know, cruises... 20 years ago were, were big. I mean, they're bigger than ever, but they were t- big 20 years ago. And she said they had a conference call 
Um, all the managers and all the vice presidents, which she was one of, uh, were on this conference call. And I can't remember the exact number she said. Let's call it $5,000. He told everybody on the conference call, I have just deposited $5,000 into your checking accounts uh, because they all had uh, direct deposit pay. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out and I want you to go out to buy stuff. I want you to go out to restaurants. I want you to take people out to lunch, take them out to dinner. I want you to go, you, know, you ladies, I want to, you know, want you to go get your hair done. You guys, I want you to go buy a new suit and take that $5,000 and spend it. Put it in your local economy. Back it back into the local economy. Exactly. And she was doing it. She was taking me out to lunch, but it was a dual purpose. She was taking me out to lunch. So, you know, she was spending money at any guns. And at the same point in time, she was talking to me about doing some promotion with them, which we ultimately did. We did a promotion with them with uh, AAA Travel and um, uh, Carnival Cruise Lines. And I had another, at the time, we had another company that we, I don't know if they were, we were doing business with them at that point or not, a company called Five Star Travel in O'Fallon. I think they're still there on Veterans Memorial west of Woodlawn. And she called me up one day and said, we have a special deal for your listeners. I go, really? She says, and it wasn't Carnival, it was another cruise line. It might have been. And it might have been NCL or, 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 you know. Norwegian. Norwegian. I can't remember which the cruise line was. She says, you pay port taxes and the cruise is free. I went, what? And she says, you pay port taxes. You know, at the time it was like, I don't know, it was like 160 bucks a person or something like that for the port taxes. You pay the port taxes. Obviously, you have to get on a plane to fly to wherever that's embarking from Fort Lauderdale or Miami or wherever the different ports were. And the cruise is free. I go, Really? And she says, yes, because here's what's happened. The cruise lines have decided they just want to get people back traveling. They want to get people, you know, back on the boats and they want to get people, you know, back into uh, into, uh, you know, what makes our society great. You know, going to work every day, you know, planning a vacation, you know, maybe taking a cruise, maybe going here, going there. And we just got to prime the pump. And, you know, and it was those people that I remember. The people that I've already forgotten about way back when were the gloom and doomers. Oh, my God, things are terrible. And it's funny. It's like yesterday, and I don't know if I should mention his name uh, because he may not appreciate what I'm going to say. It's all positive, though. But one of the guys I know who's a uh, financial services guy, you know, who's one of the, you know, the big company here in town, you know what I'm talking about. He works for them. And, I mean, he was just in a really good mood yesterday. And I go, well, how's it going? He says, eh. You know, the people that I advised, I told them, I said, you know, when the stock market started going down the toilet, I tell them, buy, 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 buy. You know, and he says, you know, these people are, you know, they're long-termers. Most of my clients are long-termers. They know that, you know, there's ups and downs. And they're not like the real estate market back in 2008, 2009, when everybody was trying to sell their house. Or is that that goofy lady, what's that gal's name? Um, it used to be on Oprah all the time. The financial lady, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh- Susan? Susie, Susie Orman, okay? Yeah. Susie Orman was on TV back in 2008, 2009, 2010, essentially saying, hey, if you're upside down in your house, just walk away from it. Let it get foreclosed on. Just walk Strategic away. Strategic foreclosure. Well, but but once again, it's like, it's like and, it, and it, it drove me nuts for her to say that because guess what that did? That made things worse. You know, the whole idea 
behind and and the sad part of it is you know it's it's that's the philosophy that drives me nuts it's the philosophy of hey it's all about me you know what if if um you know i paid two hundred thousand dollars for the house two years ago and now it's worth 150 i owe 180 eh, just gonna walk away from it i don't really care about my neighbors who cares what happens i don't care about it's gonna you know it's gonna you know that the bank's gonna take a loss on me and you know eh, don't care it's all about me uh you know it's not worth what i paid for it eh, gonna walk away from it drove me crazy you know and 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 once again it's those kind of people that drive me crazy it's the it's the positive light it's a short trip brad what, what are you doing with your microphone it sounds like you're like i'm here no it sounds like you had your like like you were talking into a a bowl or something like that i was talking into a bowl how did it sound oh oh sound like you're talking into a bowl anyway that's my that's my my spiel that's your that's your story, and you're sticking to it. Not saying anymore. It, it is six forty six. <laughs> oh, look at six forty six. Westplex one hundred seven point one. John K. I like that song. Uh, have you ever seen the video for that, Shelley? I have not. It's just him and a gal. Don't know who the lady is, and uh, it's just you know sort of a simple video. It's well done. I like it. I'm glad you do. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you going to put it up on your Facebook page? No, I don't think so. 6.53, it is BS in the Morning. I am uh, S, she is B. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. We broadcast the live from the Allen's Tree Service Studios. Allen's Tree Service, they're out there in the Wentzville area, right there on 70 between uh, the Wentzville Parkway exit and the Forestdale exit. Uh, by the way... And uh, you probably know this, and this is sort of inside baseball, but I didn't know there was a there was a Forestell VOR. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Okay, never mind. We'll talk about that next hour then. Okay, that was from some of my experience last night. Anyway, uh, the uh, Allen's Tree Service people, it's that time of the year. You know, the storms have already been through. We've already had the horrendous, nasty tornadoes that hit Tennessee and Nashville. Uh, don't wish that on anybody. That's a terrible situation to have. But a lot of those people had trees that ended up, uh, you know, being uh, destroyed or being uh, ended up in their house or their car because they may not be in the best shape. So what I'm saying is when we get into the spring season, we're still in the winter, but spring where the winds come up and we have the storms, make sure that your trees are in decent shape. Call the Allen's Tree Service people. They'll come out, take a look. Chances are it just could need a little bit of trim, trimming, what they call crowning. Or like in my situation, they say, guess what? It's dead. It needs to come down. So uh, they will take care of you. They're local. They do uh, good business. Uh, they have neat equipment. If you ever watch the video we did for them, they have the uh, Tree Rex, which is this really cool machine that grabs a hold of the, uh, the, uh, the, the trunk, or not the trunk, but one of the limbs, has a built-in chainsaw, chops it off, puts it on the ground. The guys throw it through the chipper, bang, they knock a tree down in record time. It's amazing how quick they can do it. So check it out. Allenstreeservice.com. Uh, 6.53, BS in the morning, Brad and Shelley. Uh, so uh, we got criticized by the smartest woman in the world. Yes, we did. We're not being positive enough. That's what she said. And in that break, <laughs> I've got an issue, uh, and I was uh, sending out an email for tech support on one of the systems we have here at the radio station. And I looked at my email. They canceled the NAB next month. Did they cancel it? Yeah, our big conference, hundred thousand, and here we here we go again. I'm so sorry, Brad. I know how you much you enjoy that so much. Well, a hundred thousand people going to Las Vegas, hundred thousand people from sixty, a hundred and sixty-five different countries, a hundred and sixty-five different countries, 
which means that nobody's going to fly. Means nobody's going to, you know, those hundred thousand people. Let's say fifty thousand of them uh, would stay at least one night. Probably some of them stay more than one night, but let's say just say half of them. Fifty thousand hotel rooms that won't be booked. Fifty thousand, uh, you know, taxi rides, Uber rides that won't be used. Uh, how many, uh, how many, uh, um, you know, meals if they're there for you know a couple days? Four, five, six meals that won't be had in Las Vegas. I don't know. It's sad, and I think it's one of these things where, uh, once again, everybody's like, oh, we're afraid, we're scared. You know, come on, buck up, move on down the road, you know? I mean, what would, what would Christopher Columbus say? Oh, oh, the winds are a little bit high out here he in, the, in the Atlantic. He would say the earth was flat. No, let, let's go back to Spain. It's getting a little bit crazy out here, you know? You know what well, I'm saying? Well, some people are coming from Italy Yeah. with it. And your point? There's no point. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how was the rest of your day yesterday? We'll talk about that next hour. Okay. She's she's oh. she's hinting at something. She's hint- I am. She's hinting at something. Okay. So we'll talk about that next hour. It is six fifty-seven. Westplex 107.1, Tones and I, Dance Monkey, and uh, talked about that earlier this week. That I heard her on a countdown show over the weekend. And she said that that song was about her busking in Australia. You know, busking where you stand on the street corner, sit in the street corner, and play an instrument or whatever. And uh, she said it really, the song should be called Song Monkey because of the fact that that's what the song is really about. People coming up and telling her, do this, do that, sing this, sing that, and treating her like a monkey. Did she sound like she sounds she- on this record? Well, she sounds Australian. That's one thing. Um, and but no, does she's, the tone of her voice sound like the way she sings? No, she's got a fairly normal voice. It's like she's. It's like in you know. I I thought that too. I thought to myself, well, she doesn't sound like a cartoon character when she talks. She talks. <laughs> she sounds like a normal person. You know, so. that might be just one of her. Uh, the way that w- one way that she can talk because she doesn't sound Australian on the. On the song. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people with accents don't sound that way. Although there are a couple of people that was, true. Louis Capaldi sounds like, uh, you know, he's... Only only song. country western stars sound like that. Well, but not, like even, not even that much anymore. You know, I mean, it's to the point where if you go back and listen to some old country music like George Jones and, you know, and people like that, I mean, they sound country. Most of the country music now, the guys don't sound country because a lot of them aren't. You know, it's just like, hey, it's rock and roll. You know, rock and roll's dead, so let's all go country. You know, I mean, and I'm not making fun of that. I enjoy it. But it's to the point where you and I've talked about this, that there's the whole bro country thing. And the thing that's been very prevalent in radio is the fact that there are very, very, very few country artists, female country artists who are played on a radio anymore uh, to the point where it's like uh, most of the radio stations. If you would sit there and, uh, you know, just to monitor them for an hour and, you know, a little, you know, just take a little, you know, sketch pad and put two block, you know, two two columns, you know, men, women, as far as the songs at the end of the hour, you'll probably have. The majority of the music on the radio being men and just a handful being women. And part of that is because of the fact that the record record executives say that that country artists or country listeners or country music people don't like women as much as they like the men because they like all what's gotten to be the bro country stuff. They like all the good looking yeah, country. Guys. They don't whine like the Thomas Rhett's and the, you know, and the good again, not a whiner. Good looking guys. They don't, you know, imagine. See, see, imagine if Post Malone was a country artist. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think I don't. So? I don't. I don't picture him on a horse. 
and country with, boots with and tight his, pants. No, with all his t- tight blue jeans. Tattoos no, tattoos and stuff. That's like not that. the no. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. It is seven oh nine. It is a Thursday morning. This is BS the morning. We do appreciate you coming by and listening. The website we for us is Westplex one oh seven one dot com. That's the station website. Our own website is BS the morning dot show. I did something that I haven't done la- uh, since 1994. I flew in a helicopter last night. Uh, Shelly got me this incredible deal. I spent two hours flying around last night with the Metro Air Support, which some of you are going, who's that? Um, used to be that St. Louis County, St. Louis County has their own has had their own helicopter operation for a long, long, long time. And I guess about you know, 10, 15 years ago, the St. Louis City put up a helicopter. So what they did was uh, they combined their operations and put in St. Charles County. So out at Spirit of St. Louis Airport, there's a hangar out there with five helicopters in it. And I think the whole crew is like about 20, 25 different guys. Uh, some of them are St. Louis City officers. Some of them are St. Louis County officers. And there's two of them that are St. Charles County officers. And they run this as a joint venture between St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and St. Charles County. And I got the chance to fly last night on one of their flights for two hours, and it was a blast. Now, what's interesting is when I used to fly, mainly I flew uh, Bell Jet Rangers. And this is sort of like most people won't know the difference between a Jet Ranger and a Hughes 500. But the Jet Rangers were, you know, a bigger machine. You could put five people in it, uh, pilot, co-pilot, and three people in the back. So the back seat and, you know, fairly spacious. The only downside to my night last night was the Hughes 500s are really small cabin. And I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I'm not like small either. I'm like six foot two. And I could not sit up in the back seat because there's a pilot, co-pilot, you know, two officers in front. And then I'm in the back on the right side. And I could not sit up straight. Had to, you know, be hunched over the entire time. But it was worth it because it was a blast. And... Well, the amazing thing is, is that I'm up for two hours last night, all the crazy stuff that happened. We went down into the city, and there was a call in North City for an officer uh, in need of aid. You know, apparently some officers, like, you know, uh, being attacked or something like that. And we were probably only about two or three minutes away from it. And we, you know, did orbits over it. And they had a description of the guy. And uh, one of the officers who was uh, what they call the observer, there's the pilot and the observer, he saw the guy running. And we saw exactly where he went. And they got on the uh, two-way and uh, radioed the officers down on the ground. And they went and showed up at this guy's door. Now, whether or not they got him, I don't know. Who knows? And then later we saw, and I thought this was really sad. We saw, you know, one of the officers, uh, the observation officer, who was, uh, they call him Steiny. Uh, it's his nickname. Steinmetz, I think, was his uh, officer Steinmetz. He saw this guy doing crazy antics on Grand in North City. So they radioed that into one of the officers on the ground, and uh, they, you know, they tracked him, and he went to a gas station. The officer went in, pulled right behind him. The guy pulls out. Officer per- turns on his, his, you know, his, 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 his red lights, his red and blue lights. The guy splits, goes down Grand, gets on Interstate 70, and must have been doing like 100 miles an hour. And they just broke it off. They don't do, they don't do pursuits anymore unless it's actual you know, felony or something like that. And the bizarre thing is we're driving, we're flying along, Watching this guy go down I-70 at 100 miles an hour, and two cars pass him doing like 120 miles an hour. You know, we're going like, you know, this is crazy. Then, 
you know, we're out flying around and then there's some big, and I, you know, you and I talked about this earlier. I still haven't figured out what, but there was some big deal last night at the Wally World in Lake St. Louis. There was an armed robbery or a shooting or something like that. And the the pharmacy people barricaded themselves into the into the the store, and then they had to evacuate the store, you know. And I'm going like, holy crap! This is all in two hours. It was bizarre. Can you imagine what those men men and women go through on a daily basis? Well, you know, I don't want to make. And that so- was probably light. Well, I don't want to make it sound like we're dissing the city. But the one officer told me that their statistics are that at any point in time in the city of St. Louis, there, I think he said between 1,000 and 1,500 cars, stolen cars, on the streets of St. Louis at any given point in time. 1,000, 1,500 stolen cars. And I'm going, that doesn't surprise me. I'm going, like, wow. And I go, like, driving around. He goes, no, that's totally. He says, but there's a good number of those that are on the road driving around. And to the point where, you know, there. That's that's one of the. Those problems. are the ones with the expired two-year tag. Uh, no, not necessarily. They're the ones that have. You know, I mean, you know, once again, I mean, it's a different culture. Um, you know, you want to drive somewhere, you don't have a car, steal one. I, you know, the police department I used to work for. Um, you know, we had a car theft problem in in my department, and there were probably some of these guys that they caught that stole the cars, and they literally didn't have a ride home, so they just steal a car. You know, eh, you or know. they called nine one one. No, no, no. There was no, they didn't that dial nine one one. They would just steal a car and drive it home, and they would find it. You know, I mean, abandoned on the street somewhere. You know, sometimes right in front of their house. Sometimes they made it easy. They stole a car, drove home, parked the stolen car in front of their house. You know, I mean. But anyway, flying around last night, it was incredible. And uh, what an so operation. you loved, huh? Oh my God, it's been a while since I've been up. Now here's the crazy thing. We used to have fun when I used to fly. When we used to have, we used to have uh, you know guests that would fly with us, just like I flew with these guys last night, and we would talk to them about how they would become disoriented as to where we were, because when you're driving around in the St. Louis area, and let's say you know you drive 270 all the time, and you pick up all these visual cues that you know, like if you're driving south in 270, you know what you know when you go by uh, you know between Ladue and 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 40, you look off to your left and you know there's all the hospitals, so you know where you're at. You know what I'm saying? You can pick up your visual cues where yes, you're at. Yes. But once you get up in the air, and especially at night, it's really hard to figure out where you are. Now, I'm not bragging, but probably 90% of the time I knew exactly where I was because I used to do this. I mean, I did this for three, four years. I used to fly around in a helicopter and, you know, look down. You can pick up stuff. Obviously, the landscape's changed since I flew. But what threw me off was when we went out to Lake St. Louis and we, uh, you know, hovered around the uh, Walmart store out there. Actually, we do, we do orbits. We don't hover. We orbit because you don't want to hover because there's a whole reason for that. But anyway, we did orbits around the, the Walmart out there in Lake St. Louis where they had the problem last night. I wasn't paying attention when we came out of the orbit. We were just going around and around and around and supporting the officers on the ground. And I was looking at my phone because I take some pictures. And I didn't realize we'd come out of the orbit. And I lost myself for about five minutes. Like, okay, I'm not exactly sure where I'm at. And then all of a sudden, how did I know where I was? Towers. <laughs> the radio nerd that I am, I saw a couple towers I recognized. Okay, I know where I'm at. So anyway, it was a blast. It was- it was really funny because I was I was tracking you on yeah. um, flight radar. Right, right. And you you saw where we were f- uh, hovering, yes, we were orbiting that yes. place in the city. 
because I actually I'm actually going to send you the flight track. Well, it's, of what you flew last night. It's funny. After I got done and got on the ground last night, I showed one of the officers, uh, not one of the guys that I was flying with, but one of the officers on the ground who's, uh, you know, was going to do the second shift. They, they, they fly in shifts and he was going to do the, the other shift when they were going to go up a little bit later. And uh, he um, uh, I showed it to him and he saw it right away. And he says to the two pilots that I was with, hey, you, what'd you have down in North City? Because he looked at the map because he saw, you know, that we were orbiting around this one area. And, you oh, know, yeah, there was an officer need aid. And it, it was cool. It was cool. Um, the, the ship that I was in was a, uh, a MD 500, I think a 500E or something like that. They had, and you were out there with me, you, you know, they have an old, what the Army guys would call the loach which uh, it, it, the technical word for it was an LOH, low, uh, Light Observation Helicopter. And this was an actual Army surplus machine that was donated by the government to St. Louis County. Maybe they bought it. I don't know. And you were there. He showed us the bullet holes in it. Remember? Are you there? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm sorry. I had a little... Hairball. He, he showed us, but yeah, it was it was amazing. Like little bitty patches yes, all over it. There were like little bitty were, metal patches just on one to cover up the bullet holes. Yes, just on one side there were like yes. six or seven bullet holes in the thing. And this was an actual ship that had been flown in Vietnam and been you know I don't know if it was necessarily shot down. Uh, it could have made a forced landing or something like that. But this was you know these were bullet holes in the back of this helicopter that they had patched up and they'd put this ship back in the air. So, you know, but anyway, what a blast. And, and, you know, these guys couldn't have been nicer guys. What's interesting is that, and I told you this story before, because I remember Alan Barklage used to tell me this, that if you want to be a helicopter pilot for St. Louis County Police, you don't just show up there as a helicopter pilot and say, I want to be a cop. They won't take you. You have to be an officer, and then you have to apply for the helicopter program. And they, they train you. They actually train you as a pilot. Because Barclay used to always tell me, it's much easier to take a police officer and train him as a helicopter pilot than it is to take a helicopter pilot and train him as a police officer. Because you know why? Why? And it's interesting. Perspective of your job. If you're a helicopter pilot, then you're a helicopter pilot and everything else is secondary. But if you're a police officer and they train you as a helicopter pilot, you're a police officer first and a helicopter pilot second. Get what that's, I'm saying? That's fair enough. Yeah. So... Anyway. Well, I'm so glad you had a good time, Brad. And it was a beautiful night. Uh, it was perfect. And I got some great pictures. The only problem was I could kick myself because I didn't take my good camera. I was just using my, my, my iPhone. And the downside with the iPhone is, at least I've got an older one, once you get in a low light, it doesn't focus real well. And the pictures I took just after we took off were um, you know, really nice and sharp. But as soon as it got dark... Um, it got, you know, the pictures not grainy. Well, not grainy. They're just not. In, it, it, well, part of it is I'm shooting through the window in the uh, in the helicopter and they have these curved windows, which gives you a little bit more elbow room. Um, so the windows sort of distort the view out the window. So you don't really get a good picture to begin with. And so I asked them at one point in time, if I just take the door off. And they said, yeah, fine. So we just dropped the door off. That's BS. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is BS. The only reason I know that is because I tracked you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but 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 uh, some of the pictures I took, the the original ones I took were pretty cool. But I've got a couple cool pictures where they turned on the spotlight. 
that was really that's cool. That's what she sent me last night, wasn't it? Yeah, did you see that word? Like, it looks like it looks like something. Oh my god, it was so cool. It looks like something out of Star Wars or something like it that. Does. Because it it's really like, does. It's like this giant lightsaber, you know, that looks like it's coming from where I'm. Obviously, it's the and the light was right underneath where I was sitting. It was like literally under where I was sitting. That's where the light was on the right side of the helicopter. Uh, and uh, to the point where it just and last night was sort of hazy too, which made the uh, was the, it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We once we got up. A matter of fact, visibility. They were talking about this that when we left uh, Spirit of St. Louis Airport last night, visibility for the uh, at, at least for Spirit was only three and a half miles because it was haze. Once you got about you know three, four, five hundred feet off the deck, it was very hazy up there. And at one point in time, uh, when we were heading down in the city, we got up to about three thousand. About twenty five hundred feet above ground level, and it was you, you couldn't see, but about two or three miles. It was it was pretty bad, uh, but then really? yeah, because I heard them talking about fog, and I'm like, it doesn't seem foggy here. Well, it was, but I didn't think one, about it. Well, once again, being so high up in the air. Yeah, once again, the the ceiling was not. You know, I mean, it was to the point where it wasn't it wasn't cloudy. It was just sort of hazy, and it wasn't like flying. In fog, where you can't see in front of you, I mean, you could still see. You had, like I said, we, you know, even the lowest visibility, we had a couple mile visibility. But it's not like, I mean, gosh, I can remember back in my days, you know, when I used to fly, sometimes if it was a clear day, you get, you know, 1,000, 1,500 feet off the ground and you could see 30, 40 miles. You know, I mean, you could see a long distance because you're way up high and you're not, you know, obscure obscured by what's around you it's it's like you know being like on a mountaintop if you go out to like the rockies you know and you you know if you, if you drive and then you look back to the east if you come out of denver if you're going west and i-70 and you look back to the east when you're starting to climb the mountains before you get actually up into the mountains you can see way 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 far away if it's a clear day so it was cool it was a lot of fun uh quite honestly i don't know how the, those guys do it because of the fact that uh you know, there's a, you know, and, and it's like reminded me of uh, my days when I used to fly traffic. You, you got to watch out for the, um, you know, all the different airports. When we were downtown, we had to watch out for some planes that were landing at the downtown Parks Airport. Then we flew right through the uh, controlled airspace. And you know what, though? I felt like an old guy because I said, I said, do you guys get, get, need permission to go through the TCA? And one pilot said, what's the TCA? They don't use that term anymore, do they? Uh, I don't know. Terminal control area. That's what we called it. And he called it Class B. So there's different airspace. You know what Class B is? I do not. Okay. Different classes. Well, around airports, they have, when they, you take flight school, ground school, they call it the upside down wedding cake. And, you know, how the layers, you know, like in a wedding cake, like it, it, it stair steps up. So if, yes. you, if you can imagine taking a wedding cake and turning it upside down, that's the way the airspace is around an airport like Lambert. So you have an area at the bottom that's controlled up to certain uh, height, and then it goes further out, and then further out, and then further out. So we were like skirting that area. And back in the day, we used to call it the TCA. And essentially, the area in the airport was I-70 from uh, Goodfellow, uh, city limits all the way out to the Blanchett Bridge, 270 in North County from West Florissant all the way down to Olive, and pretty much all of 170 is in within the control zone. Like I said, in the old days, we'd call it the TCA. But apparently, they don't use that term anymore because they didn't know what I was talking about. They called it Class B airspace. So that's what happens. Class Brad. Yeah, Class Brad. So it was fun. 
It was amazing uh, and totally different perspective uh, from uh, uh, and, and there. And, you know, once again, it was amazing that 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 I mean, we saw several cars that and this is what and this sort of reminds me of my days flying. There were a couple of cars on Interstate 70 when we were following this one car, which they thought might have been a stolen car. We were doing 120 indicated airspeed, which means, you know, we were, you know, we were moving forward at 120. Now that doesn't necessarily mean ground speed, because if you're flying into a 20 mile an hour headwind, you're really only doing 100 miles an hour, um, you know, ground speed. At one time you were doing 120. Right. We were up to 120. Okay. And there were cars that were moving away from us on the Interstate (laughs) 70. We couldn't keep up with them, which means they were going probably 130, 140 miles an hour. How is that possible? I was just thinking, how is that possible? I don't know. I mean, it was crazy. And like I said, the the car we were following that this one city police officer tried to stop, and then when the guy took off and he ended the pursuit, that guy was flying along I-70, and two cars passed him. I know. That's what you said. So did did the ones that – so were you having the spotlight on the car? Nope, nope. We were just following them. We were, you know, they were – we were, you know, we were just off off to – we were on the south side of I-70 there. We were, you know, going through North City. And right. out through the airport, and I'm telling. And one guy went, you know, the guy that they thought was a stolen car went all the way out, and we lost him somewhere out near the airport. I think he got off on 170, went north on 170. But once again, while we're following him, and he was probably doing 80 or 90 miles an hour in 70, these two cars passed him. <laughs> I mean, like passed him, like left him in the dust, and and they were just racing down I-70. You know, I, now that's happened to me. I mean, it probably happened to you. You're driving along, you know, and you always accuse me of being Mr. Slowpoke. But, you know, I'm driving along. It happened to me last week. I was on I-70 coming back from Columbia, and I had, you know, I was doing about 75, you know, five miles over the speed limit. And I had a guy pass me. I, I'm telling you, he must have been going 130, 140 miles an hour. I mean, just the point where it's like, zoom, right by me like that. You know, it was almost to the point where it almost scares you when that happens because you don't expect when you're driving at 75 miles an hour somebody to go flying by you that quick. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's a, you know, well, you probably think of that as me, but it is Shelly. Um, that was no, Shelly. I I do. But you know, it's really funny. So when you were taking off, you know, the road and, and I don't know why this is, you will probably know this, but when you were taking off, you know, the 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 top whatever it's called, what is it called? Propeller. The rotor. The rotor. Yep. The top rotor was like you know, going so fast that it was making up. But when I took a picture of it and the back uh, tail rotor, is that what it's called? Yep. Um, that was just sitting there and that was going around. And but when I took a picture of it and I looked at it at, on, on the video, it. It looked like it was it. You couldn't tell that it was going as fast as it was. Yeah, because of the the frame rate of your camera. That's that, sometimes if you see that. Sometimes if you see pictures taken of uh, a car, you know, uh, it, and and you see if it has like you know spoke wheels or stuff like that, it'll almost look like yes. the wheels are going backwards because that's the, has to do with the frame rate of the camera and you know and how many frames per second, you know, all that kind of stuff. Huh. Well, it was it was pretty interesting. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You I'm know. so glad that you had a good time. Yeah, I'm gonna today. I'm gonna apply to be a county police officer, and then I'm gonna put myself in the program to be a you know flight I, officer. I right? could see that. Yeah, right. Seven twenty nine. West Place one hundred seven point one. Harry Styles, who recently was mugged in England, 
if that's a claim to fame or not. It's 7.39. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. Our website, which is having some issues right now. Uh, We're working on it even as we speak, bsinthemorning.show. If you try to go there, it might give you some issues right now, but hopefully in the next minute or so. We're having some disk space issues. See, our website's so popular, it's running out of disk space. I believe that. Seriously. I mean, it is a problem, we're, and we're dealing with that right now, so hopefully we'll have that fixed Our up. websites are kind of cool. Yeah. Did you see, I, know, I hate to even talk about this, because it's more negative stuff. Tom Hanks. Well, then don't talk about it. Well, Tom Hanks and, of why, and his wife have the coronavirus. Did you see this? I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. And the smartest woman in the world keeps sending me nasty uh, texts that I'm not taking this seriously enough. <laughs> I really don't have anything to say because I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think the media has hyped this up to where people are starting to get really, really, really scared. Okay, but think about this. I have a theory on this. I have a theory that um, all the internet companies are behind it. All the internet companies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because what's everybody saying? Hey, we're not going to have our physical event. We're going to have a virtual event. You know, you can. You oh, can, that could be. You never know. <laughs> you, you know, don't. You'd have to. You don't have to travel anymore. Just get on your computer and and we're going to have a webinar. Or we're going to have a you know a video conference or or we're going to just get on and have a group chat. We don't need to see each other anymore. We just all can just exist. You know, in the cloud. No, the smartest woman in the world sent, you know, she was, you know, getting on me about not being aware of that. But then she goes, she's so funny. She says, uh, get better educated. Be the sparkle, not the dust bunny. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great line. I know it is. Be the the sparkle, not the dust bunny. Not the dust bunny. Who lives behind your door, right? That the dust bunnies are all behind your doors. Isn't that where they are all are? You know, normally, you know, when the door opens and closes, that's how the dust bunnies get there. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, 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 that just cracked me up. But seven, I am so glad um, that you, back to what we were talking about before we went on break, that you really enjoyed your helicopter ride. I spent a lot of times in helicopters in my earlier life, um, you know, and you enjoyed it and uh, had a blast with it and met uh, a bunch of incredibly. Um, brave guys. Everybody I flew with was a Vietnam vet, and um, you know, I mean, each and every one of them had. I think every everybody I, f- I flew with had been shot down at least once in Vietnam. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you go through your daily problems, and you have this, and some, and somebody cuts you off on the way to work, and you get mad, and and right now at this very moment, there are are men and women women who are in harm's way. Some of them who unfortunately are, uh, you know, maybe being shot at sometime today or some, you know, later today, or maybe already have had happened in Afghanistan or stuff like that. And then you sort of think, okay, how bad can my day be when, you know, I can't get that parking space uh, near the door? Um, I have to stand in line 10 minutes for lunch. You know, it's one of those things you sort of think, you know, it's all relative, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 743. 
Westplex 107.1, electric love. We need some of that this morning. 7.53, weather this outside. Boy, it's sort of a yucky Thursday morning, foggy. Is it really? Oh, come on. In some areas, it's uh, raining already. Uh, Some heavy, or I shouldn't say some heavy rain, some rain, which may be heavy at times, is heading our way. We're just looking at the radar. And matter of fact, right now, Kansas City is just really getting nailed with some uh, some fairly heavy activity, uh, even possibly some thunderstorms as well. To them, seems some really nasty cells there. And at this point in time, that is moving due east. Matter of fact, uh, the majority of the activity right now is uh, from uh, just west of the Kansas City area in like Olathe coming right along Interstate 70 and will probably be in the Columbia area. Well, probably in the next, uh, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes. And according to the forecast, should be here in the St. Louis area within about uh, an hour or so from now. A matter of fact, I think the official forecast is calling for uh, rain, uh, at least some heavy rain starting at uh, rain and thunderstorms. Yes, starting at 10 o'clock this morning. So and we'll be so with ladies, us. if you are going out today, don't be sure to put your hair up like in a nice French twist. Why is that? So you don't look like a dry wet puppy all day now why should uh, why should just be ladies can't guys do that as well too yeah they could put up a man bun (laughs) do you i shouldn't laugh at that but i you know your your perspective as a woman what do you think of the guys with the man buns well it's it's normally the younger gentlemen so i don't really i just think it's a thing yeah if I saw an older gentleman with a man bun, I'd think, "Oh, honey." Okay, what what about fix the, that? What about the old guys like me? Uh, I don't have one, but, but the old guys like me who have pony that have the long, like almost they're almost bald except for this little piece of no l- little I'm, piece of tail. I'm talking. I'm talking the guys with the full the full blown ponytails. The guys who are like in their fifties and sixties with the full blown ponytails. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say. You don't like that look. Rock and roll, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think Rock that, on. You don't think that's hey, a good... she lives on today. <laughs> you don't think that's a good look? It's not one of my favorites. Okay. I was just curious. I mean, I, you know, I mean, who am I to say? I mean, you know, I mean, I look in the mirror and I see this goofy looking stupid guy looking back at me. You would look so cute with one little ponytail sticking oh, out the yeah. bottom. Yeah, right, right. I'd look really Seriously, cute. Seriously, yeah. would you do that? I... See, once again, I'm a. You need to get a KSLQ. You need a big, a big Q tattooed on your arm. No. And you need to get one of those long ponytails, and trim your beard in a Fu Manchu. No. There you go. I'm a, I'm a low maintenance guy in so many ways in my life. Okay, and to the point where, to me, the more hair you have, the more work you have to do on it, which to me is not good. And, well, then uh, shave your head into your face. Well, but see, but then the problem is then you have to do that every day. See, the, the problem there is, is that if you shave your head, you have to pretty much keep it shaved every day because otherwise you look sort of weird because the stubble starts to grow out. And I know for a while, um, you know, the stubble look was in to the point where the guys, you know, like you, you bought the special, you know, razors, the electric razors to make you look like you had a permanent five o'clock shadow. You know what I mean? To the point where it looks like I you, do. It's the Don Johnson look. Yeah. You hadn't shaved. And you don't like, wear socks. Right. About 48 hours. And you wear hours. these linen blazers. But, but I, I see once again, I mean, to me. I see these guys with the really long hair, and I'm thinking to myself, man, how much time do they spend on their hair, you know? They probably spend, um, actually, they probably spend a lot more on their hair and spend time on their hair just like women do. 
Well, that's my point. You know, I, I don't want to be spending but not, time. It's not thick hair. But I don't want to be spending time on my hair, you know? I mean, once again, I'm a low-maintenance kind of guy. I've talked about this before. I, I drive an American car because I can get away with changing the oil every five or 6,000 miles. And if I drove like a Ferrari or something, I, you know, I saw a video the other day. A guy's like, guy has a Rolls Royce, okay? And he's like bragging about it. But he essentially, it's, it's one of these funny videos where he goes like, hey, I've always wanted to have a Rolls Royce. Now that I have one, what's it cost? me and his he's got all these things at the screen he's got like a little running tabulation and his insurance was like i mean the insurance was like two thousand dollars a month you know and then he talked about an oil change for his rolls royce was eight hundred dollars okay i can go to i can go to the auto parts store and buy the best uh you know filter you know like the super super duper filter for 15 bucks I can buy, you know, a five-gallon or five-quart jug of synthetic oil for about 20 so I can change my, you know, my own oil for like, you know, 32 bucks. Um, you know, I'm thinking if I had a car that cost me seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a month, or, you know, every time you change your oil, I'd get rid of it. And to the point where I had a friend of mine that bought, and I won't mention the brand because I don't want to sound like I'm dissing it, but a friend of mine that bought a German car. And oh, he's always wanted this particular car. And then he, the first time he had the oil changed, it was $180. And he was like, how in the world is it? The filter was like $70. And it was one of these deals where even if he took it to like the, you know, like the instant oil kind, change kind of places, um, they had to put the factory filter on it. Otherwise, it would have voided the, the warranty. So they had to buy the the actual you know manufacturers, um, you know, and, and they had, and and the warranty was that they couldn't use like, you know, Penn's oil. They had to use the actual manufacturer's oil. So you had to put the manufacturer's. So you would never filter. go to Valvoline or instant well, oil no, change. No, that's what he did. He took it there, but they told him they said it's going to be like one hundred eighty dollars because we have to put on the factory oil filter. And and first did time, they have it in stock? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They it? did. They did. And and then he told me he says, well, I think I'm getting ripped off. So he went to the auto parts store, and you know, even you know, the auto parts store, the filter was like sixty five bucks. You know, you can go to Wally World and buy most oil filters for between like three and six dollars. I mean, you know, they're not the best, but if you know, like I said, I usually buy. There's one particular brand that I buy, which is, uh, you know, considered to be. And matter of fact, I the reason I switched because I saw these guys online cut these oil filters apart, and the one I was using, like, okay, that's junk. And the one they all recommended was the one I'm buying right now, and it's like a premium oil filter, but still, it cost me twelve bucks. You know, twelve dollars. You know, and it's and it's designed for synthetic oil as well, too. So and you can go to like now synthetics come way down. You can buy the five get or the five quart. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny. They don't it's they don't have the gallon. It's all most of them sell by five quarts. It's in a you know big jug, but it's five quarts. You can buy synthetic for, you know, 18, 19, 20 dollars for, you know, a five quart jug. And if you buy the, you know, the really good stuff like mobile one, it's mobile one used to be like super expensive. You buy like a five quart jug of Mobile One, it's like thirty five bucks. So even if you did it yourself, you know, with the top of the line synthetic oil and a filter, it's fifty. You know, I mean that's that's not cheap. No, it's not. 
Actually, it's not even cheap to my Lincoln. It's it's like eighty bucks to change the oil. Remember when used to used to they'd have the you know the oil, instant oil change places first came around and it was like hey I do I remember ni- that nineteen ninety five and they'd give you a coupon for five dollars off. Yes, <laughs> not anymore. No, not at all. It's gotten and real then they limited it up to like four quarts of oil. So the fifth one is always an add on, but you need it. Yes. Well, but once again, they figure most cars take five quarts. That's why the jugs of oil at the store are five quarts, because most cars, it's, you know, by the time you put a filter in, maybe five and a half, four and a half, whatever. That's why they make it a five quart package. You know, but like you say, you know, they, the special is for four quarts, and the fifth quart is $200, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, my car's got over 160,000 miles on it. And so I have to get the high mileage. Right. oil yeah. and because you got on my backside about not changing my oil and not believing that i don't that no, i don't I said uh, check, check my oil i said check your oil I, I usually wait for the car to tell me it's you know you know you might want to think about changing your oil and then it's like oil change required so i did check the oil and i did put an extra quart in see you were down a quart right see what i told I you i don't really know because <laughs> i was having a hard time really well you don't want to put in an extra quart if you're if you're not down a quart that that'll hurt the engine too too well, much it, oil it will hurt looked it. like i was out of a quart so okay, okay. And I had I had an observer. Well, you know, they've got that. And so, because I really didn't know where to check. They've got that class at, at St. Charles Community College now where you can take the class of how I'm to... I'm sorry, please? How, yeah, you can take a class at St. Charles Community College how to read your dipstick. I know how to read the dipstick, but it was like... Uh, <laughs> it, it, really? <laughs> 802. And they do care. And uh, what he's talking about, uh, there's some uh, chance of some uh, nasty stuff coming in this afternoon, some thunderstorms and things like that around 10 o'clock, actually, late, later this I morning. I love a good thunderstorm. Yeah, but you know what, though? I, 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 I used to until I owned radio stations. <laughs> I don't like thunderstorms anymore. Um, and, you know, not only that is uh, the, the winds and everything like that. And, you know, it's one of these things. I'm not going to – somebody's going to get accusing me of being like uh, the anti-coronavirus thing, but – there's the statistics of, of how many people are hit by lightning every year, and it's surprisingly high number of people who are it really hit is. and killed I by actually, lightning every year. When I was growing up and I was a single digit, there was a young boy and his daddy that were uh, – I stayed at my Aunt Laura's over on Mo Bottom Road. Yeah. And there was a young boy and his daddy that got electrocuted. Oh, it's nothing to mess with. I mean, and, no, and, it's really not. And and it's it's to the point where it does a tremendous amount of uh, damage. Obviously, you don't want to get hit by lightning, but even no. in your house and things like that, if you don't have like a surge protector on your uh, you know whole house surge protector, there's stories all the time about you know people losing every TV in their entire house by uh, you know a lightning strike that hit one of the power lines near their house and came through the uh, you know the uh, the circuits into their house and just blew up everything. So. And, and and unfortunately, a lot of fires, too. Boy, John Schneider could tell you about that. He could tell you about all the nasty yes, things could. that lightning does. Hey, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we are done. You know, I know the weather, the weather, the news has not been good in the last uh, 24 hours. You know what? We're going to all pull together. We're going to go through this fine. And maybe we'll realize we really don't need those uh, stupid March Madness games and we really don't need the studio office for uh, uh, the studio audience for Kelly and uh, who is it? Kelly and who is who's the 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 live? Is it uh, Kelly and? I don't know. I don't watch TV. 
But all I'm saying is they just need to put up a green screen and do that canned laughter that they've done for 50 years. Right. <laughs> you know, nobody would know the difference. Yeah, and what are they going to do? The, in the sporting events are going to put the green screen up and put the superimpose the fans in. But what are you going to do yes. with what are you going to do with like Mark Cuban? You know, he can't go out in the in the court and challenge the referees. Did you see that the other day? We'll talk about that tomorrow. How he got nailed not. again? He got a five hundred thousand dollar fine, and every time he gets uh-huh. fined by the NBA, he pays the fine, but then he also donates the same amount to a charity. See, I, look at him leaving ripples like that. Yeah, but to a certain extent, I don't know. I mean, to a certain extent, I think that that's good, but I also think it sort of thumbs its nose in the fact that the NBA, it's like, like he did yeah. something naughty. Well, it's sort of like, hey, I'm a rich guy, and you know, you find me half a million dollars, and you know what? I'll pay a million. I'll pay five hundred thousand to you and five hundred thousand to a charity. Ha ha ha! Na 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 You know what I mean? You know, I mean, no, I do, I don't take it as that at all. Okay. Well, you and I are, had begged to our, our we. Uh, he we, takes his come up and we agree and then to, he tries to make things right. Yeah, but he's being a jerk, is what he's being. You know, he's getting out. The reason he got fined recently because he got out on the floor and was arguing with the refs. Okay, he's the owner. He's not the coach. He's not one of the players. He's the owner. He shouldn't be out there. You know. Uh, you know, in the face of the refs. You know. Well, you're the owner of the radio stations, and you're out in the face of the community and of our clients every single day. No, I'm not in the, I'm not in the face like Mark Cuban's in the face of them. I'm not, like, arguing no, with them and yelling you, at them. You sit there, and you... <laughs> but and we're talking about two different things. When he's out there well, in, we the, are, but in the refs, he's, like, yelling and screaming at them, you know, and he's being... Uh, he's, Is he kicking dirt? Remember when the... I guess, was it... I, I don't know who it was, but the 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 referee would go out or the the the. Shelley, think, think, think about what you just said. There, this is the NBA. There's, oh, there, never there's mind. not much dirt. I was thinking of bus, uh, baseball. No, there's not much dirt on the basketball court that he could go out there and kick dirt at the refs. And even nowadays, it's to the point please where don't, uh, please don't record that. Oh, I think I got it. I'm, oh, I'm reminded me of that. You know, I mean, nothing. Really, Brad? Nothing. Oh, look, it's eight oh nine. Nothing escapes Everyone me. Everyone have a really I have great day. That were driving even though me it's going to be a little. Uh, damp, and uh, just don't look like a wet, drowned puppy all day. Have a great day. Peace. Really? That's so precious. So look, it's 8.09. It's time for the most important man in St. Charles County to step up to the microphone and say... Hey, people. She says to call Extreme Electrical for your residential, commercial, or industrial needs. Give us a call, 636-925-2988, or on the web at ExtremeElectricalSTL.com.